I never thank enough the folks who made our theme music and allow us to use it. They are Derek Sims and Keith Schreiner for Ghost Jazz. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll have trombonist Adriana Wagner and Mr. Music Millennium Terry Courier. I've been looking forward to today's Coffee Shop Conversation. Beth Harrington is making her third appearance here, but her first since 2017. You know her from her many music documentaries, including The Winding Stream, The Carters, The Cashes, and The Course of Country Music. She has a new project that she's immersed in, and it's called Our Mr. Matsura, and we'll find out all about it. Welcome back, Beth Harrington. light has turned orange all the way around. It's no longer flashing. <laughs> and that and means... That means that it's on the record now, Beth oh. Harrington. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Artichoke Cafe. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. It's it really is. good to see you. You know, I was just looking back and you were on the, uh, the sixth episode <laughs> of this when it was actually in a real coffee shop. In the coffee shop, yeah. 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 yeah, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. I believe this is three, 380, 380, something <laughs> like that. Wow. But you did more than one, I believe. I think I did two. Yeah, I think you did two. I think I did two. That's when you were doing music-related films. Yeah. I have sort of, yeah, one of, yeah. That was when I was more deeply into music-related films, for yeah. sure. You're not anymore? I have... I'm uh, music adjacent. <laughs> the last, the last couple things I've done are sort of. Well, one was a, the last thing was a music film, and it wasn't a yeah. documentary. It was just a fun music thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, fiction, half I mean, short film. Uh -huh. But the, like a movie. Like a movie, just like a movie, <laughs> like a real movie, as people constantly say when they want to offend a documentarian. <laughs> oh, you don't make real movies. You make documentaries. <laughs> Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motion picture. Yeah, motion picture. But yeah, no, the, one of the things I'm doing is about an artist who is also a musician. Yeah. So there's music in it, and it's very music heavy, yeah. but it's not a music film per se. No. It doesn't tell the story of uh, from beginning to end of some musician. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, I've learned my lesson. No, you haven't. I probably have. Really? Yeah, because um, this just in, documentary <laughs> filmmaking is really hard yeah. and isn't getting any easier. And the, right. the you know, the whole monetizing of mm -hmm. films, independent films, is just, that mm. whole thing just collapsed the last couple of years. It was limping oh. along as it was, and then yeah. it just collapsed. So I'm in the middle of making films that I'm not sure where anyone is going to see them or oh, you yeah, know yeah. it's it's an interesting problem and it it's yeah. not just me i look around and well-known documentary people are going where where is this gonna go you yeah. know so um well, time the will tell is, the question is where is anything going to go exactly yes exactly the music or right. and yeah any creative thing if it's not you know immediately monetized by some gigantic entity mm -hmm. and we were always heading in this direction but now it's kind of cohered mm -hmm. in such mm -hmm. a way wow. <laughs> that it's like whoa that happened you know the the collapse of art houses you know yeah like my last film you know the winding stream of mm -hmm. the carter family mm -hmm. that played in like 80 art houses around the country yeah i don't think that's possible even if i were making another music dog right. i'm mm -hmm. not sure that's possible anymore so it's interesting do you go to movie theaters? Because I, I don't. I well, I I do. Yeah. And I did just last night. They did. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going again tonight. Wow. Um, I know. Listen to me. Um, less than I used to, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, partly because it's just hard to know where the things you want to see are going to be anymore. Right. Right. What you did you, what, what did you go see last night? Um, I went to the Kiggins Theater in beautiful Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm. Go Cove, <laughs> and um, which is it's. Things are cool over there now. You must visit. Um, but the Kiggins is a beautiful old art house, mm -hmm. 1929, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, great deco stuff inside. Mm. Um, and they were showing the Oscar shorts. So they showed, oh. and, and that's a big bread and butter thing for art houses. Yeah. Um, so last night we saw live action uh, Oscar shorts. And <laughs> some of them were good, but one of them was just outstanding. It was this Italian film about these little girls in a 
in an orphanage, and that sounds grim, but it had this sort of roll doll quality to uh-huh. it, like the uh-huh. little girls on the verge of rebellion kind uh, of thing. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Nice. It was really well done. Nice. Yeah. So that's what I've been... I, when I go, I, I try to patronize our theater because they do a good job. Are you going back there tonight? Yeah, and we're going to see the documentary shorts tonight. Ah, ah. Yeah. When are you going to go see a real movie? <laughs> <laughs> you mean a feature-length motion picture <laughs> yeah. with well-known actors? That's not streaming. It's not streaming, I know. Mm. Well, I mean... Andy and I, my husband, Andy and I, decided that we did want to start being more diligent about patronizing mm-hmm. theaters. Is that because he just retired? No, we were on that track anyway, but uh. it's easier now that he's retired. Um, but the but the deal, he, he said, we don't go out, you know. After COVID, everyone got yeah. in that head of just right. inertia, you know. Yeah. And he said, how about we do this thing, he called it, Movie night at the Tuesdays. <laughs> and, and so movie night at the Tuesdays is something we do every Tuesday. Somewhere we go to a movie. So, um, you know, sometimes it slips to Thursday if mm-hmm. we don't like what's playing. But, you know. So have you actually gone to see, like, feature feature films? I have, but I, you know, I don't, you know, I most of the feature films, like, you know, yeah. Tar or any of those big right. Oscar nom- nominated things I, I see streaming like other people. I try to seek out the stuff that I'm probably not going to see elsewhere. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. So, yeah. Do you want to make one? A feature film? Yeah. Um, I thought I did. I, I thought the thing I, the music thing yeah. I did, the musician, or I wanted to expand into a feature. Uh-huh. Um, and never say never, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super fun to do. And the star of it, Petunia. Uh, Canadian roots mm-hmm. music guy is mm-hmm. he's he's phenomenal he's a great singer he's a great presence he he could act you know he was really good at acting I mean we were mm-hmm. doing this to kind of see if he could act and if I could direct actors mm-hmm. you know it was sort of like our little bargain that we were going to do yeah um, and it went really well um, and it was playing in festivals mostly like web festivals because I was trying to make it into a web series yeah but, um, and that was going great until, until 2020 came around. And then, eh. yeah. and, and now it's a few years later and things have collapsed. And now it's like, huh, hmm. who would pay for, you know, the web series thing, I think, is that ship has sailed as far as yeah. indies go. Yeah. And, um, and it's <clears throat> probably, you know, the feature film indie f- funding for that, again, hmm. always hard, but, w- but harder now. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, the the worst, unlike a painter who can buy a canvas and right. sit down and paint, right. a documentary filmmaker or feature real filmmaker has to raise a ton of money first. Right. And I never imagined that my life would be about raising money, you know. Right. And yet, yeah. a good half of what I do all these years uh-huh. has been raising money, <laughs> which is nuts, it you is know. Nuts, yeah. So, yeah. I'm... You know, I, don't, I I think I'm actually sort of good at it, but I hate it. You know, like I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like having to do what I call the bake sale. You know, right? <laughs> like right. I made these brownies. Don't you want to buy the brownies? I know, but, you know. Yeah. But I I remember um, the times that you you were raising money for uh, the women of Rockabilly. Uh huh. And uh, I mean, I'll never forget uh, what's what's her name, uh, Wanda Jackson. Wanda. Yeah. At the Hollywood Theater. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to ask her, who was the real king of rock and roll? And then during the q and I uh-huh. mean, they, th- if, you, if you had, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that moment would never have happened for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I that's the reward, right? I yeah. mean, you go through all this right. stuff that you right. don't like. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to sound wah-wah, woe is me. There are yeah. worse things in life. But right. for someone who's a creative not very, um, you know. Yeah. I didn't do well in math. You yeah. know, I don't. I don't yeah. do. I, I'm not a good person with money. That's why yeah. I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to get rich. Yeah. So, um, but the reward is always those moments. Yeah. You know, it's hanging yeah. out with Wanda, and it's right. you know, I hope to be traveling to Japan soon, and for the you know, and I I I've uh-huh. had all these experiences. I just have to look through my 
pictures on my phone and go, wow, you know, <laughs> half of this is because I was making films or going places right. where, you know, because right. it's all the tangential stuff that mm -hmm. happens while you're making mm -hmm. a film, as you know. Mm -hmm. It's not just that moment where you're interviewing somebody, right. it's going to dinner with them, and yep. it's yep. the stuff that happens afterwards with the crew, yep. and yep. that that's the real fun part, you know? Right. So yeah. I, you know, that's why I say never say never, because I love that part. Yeah. And that's the addictive part. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm, I'm back in that mode again, you know, like, oh, how am I going to finish these films? <laughs> I guess I need to raise some money. Yeah. Uh, so uh, see. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So w tell me about this new project, the, 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 the latest project, the, the so, photographer. Yeah, so there's, um, yeah, that's, this is the, literally the, the latest. It's um, <laughs> a product of the COVID years where mm -hmm. I wasn't doing anything and I'd long been interested in this photographer that I first caught wind of in uh, just a short time after I moved here, mm. you know, so the, the mid-90s. yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, after I moved from Boston. And um, I saw pictures in a, a gallery at the Washington State History Museum in Tacoma. Mm -hmm. And it was Edward Curtis's photos largely, you know. So these pictures, you know, these noble portraits of Native people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're well known. They're controversial in many ways because mm -hmm. Curtis didn't pay a lot of attention to Oh, is it that's not the regalia you usually wear? <laughs> Here, put this on anyway. You know, oh, that was kind of Curtis's M.O. sometimes, uh -huh. you know, wanting people to, quote, look like Indians, you oh, know. Right. <laughs> so it, Curtis wasn't the most popular guy with Native people, and, and but he did document tribes all over the North America. Mm -hmm. So props to him for that. Um, but mixed in there were, were these photos of um, also people from the tribes in in the northwest as mm -hmm. it turns out and they just were the people had the an ease a connection with mm -hmm. the photographer that you could see in the picture mm. um sometimes they're just their postures were just like very relaxed mm. and not formal the way mm -hmm. people like right. curtis and right. morehouse and some other photographers. no one was saying say cheese yeah or, or no <laughs> one was saying you know they you weren't so um, distanced from the photographer that, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't feel like you could just slouch a little in your chair or yeah. look a little more relaxed, mm -hmm. you know. And so some of these pictures really do that. And I, I was, okay, those are different. Whose pictures are those? And then I read the signage and it said Frank Matsura. And I was like, Frank Matsura? Who mm. the heck is Frank Matsura? And what is he doing in Washington State in 1903? Wow. So... Um, that sent me down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. This a little bit written about him. There was one woman, Joanne Rowe, who had written one book about him. There was some efforts by the local historical society in Okanagan County, Washington, and mm -hmm. they had done some work on him. Mm -hmm. But largely, he was unknown outside of there. Mm. And um, and I was like, geez, these photos are amazing. Plus, he did not only did those kinds of photos, he documented the homesteaders, other immigrants. Mm -hmm. Um, but he also did these weird, playful pictures in the studio where he would have, he, there were, some of them were self-portraits where he'd put himself in costume and do all <laughs> these poses. So there's a lot of selfies that are really interesting. Wow. Um, he was, seemed like a very charismatic, playful person from mm -hmm. the body of work that we have mm -hmm. and from what we understand, what little we know about his life in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But he also um, did these sort of things where he'd get, he had a, Thing called a multiplying camera that was almost like the photo booth you'd see multiple oh. pictures mm -hmm. and they you'd move something within the apparatus of the camera mm -hmm. and so you'd get a new shot and a new shot <laughs> and a new shot wow. um and they could be as many as 15 on a page Jeez. or 12 on a page mm -hmm. and he would have people sit you know cause usually in pairs yeah and he'd hand them props and costumes and let them do stuff <laughs> and so some of them are very interesting because it's like you know two men one man's in a suit and the other one's in a bonnet <laughs> and you know they're, they're pretending to kiss behind a fan Whoa. um or are they wow. you know and so it it, it it there's lots of like little gender bending play uh, uh -huh. stuff that That's goes on and it's like hmm, 1904 hmm, the west yeah. you know yeah um 
And it it may be just play, but it's 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 begs question. You know, yeah. begs questions. We want to yeah. know more about that. Yeah, really. Um, so there's that kind of work mm. um, that exists, and there are easily four thousand or more photos that got saved. Wh- so where are they? They're mostly at, in the Okanagan County Historical Society. Where is Okanagan County? It's north central Washington. It's huh. practically into Canada. I mean, well, Okanagan, the Okanagan tribe, yeah. moved back and forth. You know, the yeah. border's artificial. From right. their point of view, it's like, what? What border? This, these are our people. Yeah, they yeah. go into Canada. Yeah. Um, but um, that that region is like, it's kind of near Grand Coulee Dam, mm-hmm. the tribal headquarters of the, Col- it's now the Colville Confederated Tribes, and their headquarters are in, near Grand Coulee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way the heck up there. Um, so when I thought I was doing a local film, I realized, no, it takes me a whole day just to get to Okanagan. <laughs> so it's not really a yeah. local film that way. But it's been yeah. really great. And it, um, yeah. I, uh, this guy was a son of a samurai. Huh. Um, we don't really know why he left Japan. Yeah. He was an orphan. You know, he was huh. orphaned at an early age. Uh-huh. Um, so he came here as a young man. He died young. Um, but people adored him. And... Hundreds huh. of people came to his funeral from both the tribes and the homesteader immigrant community. They all, they all love this guy. So I find him super intriguing. And yeah. as I meet people who know about him, it's it's a it's a cult. We're all kind of like Frank. Really? We wow. love Frank. Oh, you know, <laughs> because he's so he's enigmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. um, so we're trying to tell his story in this film, uh-huh. and. To me, also part of the film is here we are over 120 years after his death. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of people, myself included, who yeah. are like, Frank, you know, <laughs> and, and they're from all walks of life. Uh-huh. And strikingly, people in that part of the world can hold up pictures of his and say, this is my grandmother yeah. with Frank Matsura, or this mm. is my uncle taken by Frank Matsura. And that includes lots of people from the Colville Confederated Tribes, huh. lots of descendants of people that, I can't point to a picture of my ancestors and say I know who the photographer was. No. Right? No. Uh-uh. But these people can all say, Frank Matsura took these pictures. Huh. And I'm, that, I find that touching as a creative person. Yeah. I think, He's remembered as a creative person, you know. Uh-huh. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. How far along are you? Um, well, I got funding from the National Endowment for the Humanities uh-huh. and also from a local patroness, the Fairy Godmother Fund that funds women filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to shoot, um, I'd say it's maybe a quarter of what needs to get shot. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we, I mean, it's yeah. significant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have to go to Japan. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, there are people in Japan I need to talk to. Wow. And, um, and we found diaries in Japan that were just um, finishing translations. His on. diaries? His diaries, wow. yeah. There are, two, there are three years of diaries. Huh. Um, At what, from what age? <clears throat> he's in his uh, late teens early 20s so it was before he came here it was way before he came here yeah yeah huh. so it's him uh he worked at a he's he was adopted by a an aunt and uncle who ran a christian girls school in tokyo and so he became like an administrator so junior administrator in this christian girls school uh-huh. um, so it's a lot about his responsibilities at you know running the dorms and making sure the kids go to their activities and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Huh. And, um, and, he's, and he's also very, he was converted to Christianity in his teens, huh. so uh-huh. he's very devout. And that's interesting to read. Huh. Um, so. Was he uh, still living when they had the internment camps? Ah. Yeah. I, uh, um, he died in 1913. But Whoa. had he lived, yeah. he certainly would have been. You know, he's so he was young enough. when he died. He was he was only uh, thirty nine when he died. Wow! But you know, you could imagine him in his sixties, sure, being part of that. Sure, yeah. And you know, for someone who seems, from all reports and from what we can glean, 
to have embraced being in the United States. Mm -hmm. He had an opportunity, well, he was supposed to go back and fight against the Russians. Really? Yeah, in, in the Japanese-Russian yeah, yeah. War yeah. in 1904. He said goodbye to everybody, left town, went to Seattle to get on a boat to go back and fight. Because otherwise, if he didn't, he would never be able to go back to Japan. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, he showed back up in Okanagan. Huh. And people said, what happened? And he said, I missed the boat. <laughs> and then, then revealed later that he thought, yeah, I, I, I want to be here. So he threw in his lot yeah. in, in the United States. And to think of him, I mean, the internment is a horrible chapter, no matter how you cut right. it. But right. to imagine someone who was so deeply mm -hmm. invested like mm -hmm. he was. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I, it would have broken his heart, I'm sure. You are absolutely brimming with information about this guy. I love him. That, I know. I, 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 I love him. He's fascinating. <laughs> He's fascinating. Um, and, and the pictures of him are so engaging. You, yeah. You just want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I'm working on. That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Yeah. You just talked for 15 minutes about that. Oh, well, are we done? No, no. It's, it's, it was, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to stop you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, please don't. Mark Orton's going to do the music for it. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Very psyched about that. Nice. Nice. Boy. Yeah. It's going to be good. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Yeah. Boy, you are, it's, it's great that you're, you're so engaged. I... I mean, that's the part of the addiction thing of again, course. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I mean, I'm in a good place in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. Yeah. I, I can still get around. It's like, uh, this is what I do. I, I, I never did it for money. I mean, I right. never made much no. money doing it. No, so the, why does, that won't change. It's the, it's the work that keeps you going. I like the work. I, and, I, and I like the work because it's hardly... Except for the fundraising part, it's hardly work. It's not work. It's storytelling and right. it's hanging with people. I and, know. And that's everything I read about getting older is like, you want to be hanging with people. I'm like, okay, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> so, I, you know, I like people. I like being around people. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, you know, I love creative people. You know, working with a crew, working with a composer, oh, yeah. working with, you yeah, know, yeah. graphics people and... You know, I have big thoughts about all this stuff, and mm -hmm. I've had a lifetime of experience right. now. Right. And I do feel like I'm at the top of my game now. This is, the, this is as good as it's getting, you know, probably, and I want to capitalize on that. Exactly. You know, exactly. like I don't want to yeah. stop now. Yeah. Do you know, um, this is way off topic, it's okay. except that it relates to the Japanese part of this conversation, I guess. There's a... Uh, an artist in town named Alan Say, mm -hmm. who is a, a children's book illustrator, mm. very illustrious, you know, mm -hmm. well-known, um, horn book, uh, Caldecott award-winning mm -hmm. children's book illustrator and author. And I did an art beat for OPB on him years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of reclusive, but he let Greg Bond and I into well, yeah. his circle. Yeah. And, uh, and he was lovely, and um, we've been friends ever since. And he's 85 now, I mm -hmm. think, and he's doing yet another book. You know, he's got book contracts, and he's making children's books, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful children's books that are off, you know, they're unusual, but they're well-received. You mm -hmm. know, he does well with them. Um, and he showed me the latest one recently, and he showed me that he had invented this t technique of using photos and pastels and mm. working on the photos with pastels. And I said, that's really hard. There's this, the coating on the paper. And mm -hmm. he goes, yeah, I know. I figured it out, and you do this. And, and he looked at me, stopped, and he looked at me, and he said, Beth, I'm 85 years old, and I'm at the top of my game. Yeah, I understand. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course you are. Of course I understand, yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Don't stop, people. Keep uh, going. Well, it's, it's, but it's, it's interesting, though, um, and, and, uh, and I hate to do this because I, I, hate, I hate when people do this, huh. but we were, b before we started rolling, yeah, yeah. 
we're you know we're talking about some other stuff. And and the if for for those of you regular listeners <laughs> to this podcast, you know that last week I re I ran a uh, uh, an interview that I did in 1990. Yeah, a radio show. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't make it <laughs> my bad. to the podcast. So no. you got a great no. podcast because I'm not, I wasn't I'm there. I'm not blaming you. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're responsible. Yeah. Um, and it was just fascinating to listen to myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things that I liked about the guy who I was, I was listening to right. and things I that didn't. Guy. I, yeah, and things I didn't like yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, I didn't like that I was so familiar Mm-hmm. With and I'm, I, I don't mean in knowledge, but just how I, I how I presented myself to Max Roach, <laughs> of all people on earth, one of the great geniuses of all time, right? Max, oh buddy, oh pal. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't quite like that, and I was certainly respectful and and, yeah. and, and praised him, you know, profusely. Sure. But uh, but the, you know. Um, but I, I, I can't imagine myself behaving that way now. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I don't think. I might. Yeah, given another yeah. 20 or so years, we could look back and go, wow, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's come back in 20 years and listen to this. Yeah, 20 years. <laughs> I just got tags for, the, uh, for my car that run out in 25, and I'm going like, well, I might outlast those. <laughs> We do this stuff like that Maybe. all the time. Yeah. We just got fencing put up, and it's like, oh, this right. will last for twenty years. And we, Andy and I looked at each other like, cool, right? Like, we we may still be around <laughs> to have to replace it. Or I know. Not. Well, it's the same thing. With, well, I've had a pacemaker for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and and they go like, uh, well, you know, listen, we got a we got a uh, a notification from the pacemaker company. It's not going to last another five years. It's only going to last another two years before we have to change the battery. I said, well, I wonder who's going to win. Who's going to win? The battery or me? <laughs> and anyway. That's where we are. We're it's, at. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, you know, uh, I, I, I think the, the podcasts are better than they were when I started them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? Sure. But I could be wrong about that. <laughs> I, I think over time we – there. Unless you're really, I mean, you're, I know you, you're, I'm sure they're. Who knows? I, I, I think there's a refinement that comes along after doing something for a while. You well, know? we've interviewed thousands of people, haven't we? We sure have. Yeah. <laughs> we sure have. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking? I was, uh, um, our, a mutual friend, Greg, Greg Bond, was mm-hmm. over, uh, over my place last week, and we were talking about, and, and where dead voices gather mm-hmm. the nick tachis book just happened to be sitting there because i'm book. still passing it around right? i love that book that was one of the best things you ever presented me with i that book is amazing yeah anyway so um uh so and 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 so it was sitting there i said well you know uh I, I loaned that to beth harrington and she inhaled it yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> Totally. Uh, that just but, explained but, a ton of stuff. But that, yes, you know, but in that. In his crazy way. But that we had always talked about doing some sort of documentary on Tachas that yeah. we never did. And no one ever did. No one ever did. No I one know. ever did. The worst thing that, hit, that, that it was ever. Mm-hmm. And I got, I, 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 I was furious. And, and he actually uh, uh, blocked me. When when Mark Marin he had Mark he, he Mark Marin had Nick Tachis on oh, really? and did I the worst interview had no idea who Nick Tachis was oh, no. didn't like him oh wow. you know because uh, he's much smarter than Mark Marin right yeah I bet <laughs> uh, and um, um, so <laughs> wow. but that we that was something that I had you know there's really. Only two people that I really, really, really regret never having interviewed. Uh-huh. Nick Tachis yeah. and Philip Glass. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I still got a shot at Philip Glass because he's still alive. He's still around. Yeah. 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 But Again, never say never. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I do believe that one is never too old to have a hit. We. 
I think that's true. Look, look at Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> really, really, ago. I know that was that moment. That oh, the moment's priceless. It's just <laughs> amazing. It's just right. <laughs> look, <laughs> me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, priceless. Yeah. Yeah, no, all, history is full of those things. Yeah. So, there's no reason to throw in the towel. I mean, right. you know, if you, if you don't want to, yeah. you know. And then all those TikTok assholes started, you know, saying nasty things about Bonnie. Who's Bonnie Raitt, for Christ's sake? We don't know anything <laughs> about it. That's inevitable. That's inevitable. God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, uh, there's... Five things that people has, has there ever been a, a documentary on Bonnie Raitt? Oh, I, I, you know, I actually had thought about doing it. I mean, yeah, I, I, she would be fantastic. But she I, would be. But it's, I'm suspicious that there's a reason there isn't one, and I believe yeah. she doesn't want one. Right. You know, I right. otherwise right. I think I, I, yeah. it's not unique to me that I thought of this. Idea exactly. Or, or exactly. that you thought of it. Right. I mean, it's yeah. There's a reason this she's makes not sense doing to, it. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, and huh. the, and that would just there would have to be the absolute right person with some kind of and these days you know the celebrity music doc or the celebrity doc in general but especially the music docs are really kind of handled in a way right. that we people with ethical parameters right. might have issues with you yeah, know yeah. Um, that yeah you can do a Cardi B documentary or you know fill-in-the-blank documentary but there's tremendous control over it from the artist and from yeah. the management and and that's yeah. fine if you if they're paying for it what the hey mm -hmm. but um that's a different beast than right. an independent documentary right. and so i suspect with that being the climate we're in mm -hmm. that if bonnie ever gets gets around to saying yes right. it'll be that kind of documentary yeah. although i hear this new joan baez documentary i haven't i haven't seen it yet but it's supposed to be amazing really yeah it it was it well her participation in in other documentaries particularly about dylan has always been great yeah well, i interviewed her one time oh did you yeah yeah. yeah 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 she was wonderful yeah well apparently she like let let the filmmakers do their thing and they nice. said it's i read um Doug Block, a really well-known documentary filmmaker who was kind of an advisor on it, right. basically said, this is the best. Wow. The best huh. documentary. Not just music documentary. Really? He was like, this is an amazing documentary. Wow. Better um, than Summer of Soul? <laughs> yeah. I cried. I, thought, yeah. I cried. I like, I I cried. like Summer of Soul a lot. When, when um, um, Mahalia Jackson and Mavis Staples, oh, yeah. that part, I yeah. cried. Yeah, no, that's this. That's an yeah. amazing treasure trove of footage. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and you yeah. know what else I liked about that film? I liked that um, when he, they were when the people, the subjects were being interviewed, they were asked to look at a screen yes. slightly off camera yeah, and watch yeah. themselves that's performing, <laughs> and then get that reaction. Right. And. That's right. just a, it's such a brilliant, it's a great idea, small idea, but brilliant idea right. that, right. that, that made those conversations, right. I thought. Cause Especially with the fifth dimension. Right yes. Yes. Because they had a, they had a, they had a beef anyway, because right. they never got the respect. No, they were considered a pop, like fluffy yeah. pop thing. Well, because yeah. they were. Because they were. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we like like fluffy, fluffy right. pop too. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that was what a what a great film. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. yeah. Huh. I know. <laughs> I can take a breath take a breath on that one. Yeah, that was no, that was fantastic. I yeah. I, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. So, um what did I I forget. Oh. A documentary on Cardi Cardi B. <laughs> if I did it I'd have to call I I I if I ever get back to, to DJing mm -hmm. in clubs, mm -hmm. I may I may change my name to Cardi O. Cardio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Cardio. DJ Cardio. <laughs> God. That's good. And I'm, I think you will. I miss DJing in clubs. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't hop the gear anymore, but. Yeah. Maybe someday when I get my back fixed, mm -hmm. I'll just be, I'll have enough strength to pick up stuff and have a heart attack. 
Hence, cardio. Yeah. <laughs> Adios, cardio. Yeah, no, we don't want you doing that. We want you around. Let some young person carry those things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't miss DJing in clubs that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, a, I had a gig for almost three years at, at, at the Joe Bar. I remember that. And nobody yeah. ever came. Yeah. <laughs> nobody ever it's, went. It's weird. It's, it's an unlikely place <laughs> no, to find a, a DJ. No, it's the worst place on earth yeah. for a DJ. But he, you know, I mean, I love the guy who owns the place. He's yeah. a wonderful man. It's a great Really place. smart. Loves all, all the music that I play. Uh-huh. Listens to my show. Yeah. Uh, and I think just kept me on kind of as a patron. That's nice. Yeah. Let's yeah. hear it for patrons. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without patrons. I, really? I mean, that's a, that's an amazing thing. I remember, you know, when, when you're talking about uh, the the travail of of, of fundraising, mm. uh, when um, uh, what to, what's Tommy Tedesco's son? What's his name? The guy who made oh, the, um, the, the, the 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 um wrecking, wrecking crew. crew. Yeah, the yeah. Guy who Danny. Made the film. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Well, he came, he came through town a million, I think, four or five times yeah. raising raising money. And, yeah. and, and we'd show parts of it, you know. And and it was funny. Uh, I, I did an interview with him, and he, he, he walked up to me and said, you look exactly like my father. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So we hit it off. That's cool. Because <laughs> he liked his dad. That's cool. <laughs> Tommy Tedesco. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The great guitar player. Oh, yeah. 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 I um, spoke with... Steve Popovich's son recently, who wants to make a documentary about his dad. Really? Yeah, and sort uh-huh. of the whole meatloaf. I mean, that guy signed tons and tons of interesting acts. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's. It is kind of one of those stories when you hear it, you go, "Oh, I can't believe no one's done this," yeah. um, because he also fought the record companies right. to get money back for for the artists mm-hmm. um, when he was kind of. He's one of the last like record company guys who was actually a musician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to talk to him, and mm. um, he's done quite a bit. He's interviewed tons of people, um, so it's fun to. He's got a little sizzle reel he wanted me to look at. Mm. So mm. who knows? Again, yeah. never yeah. say never. I'd like to see a doc on Carol Kay. Oh yeah, but she's another one that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've spoken <laughs> with Carol. Have you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Because I thought that at one yeah, point. Of I thought, course. Oh, that'd be cool. And she, yeah. mm. No, huh? <laughs> well, she was really upset about the Wrecking Crew. Right? Oh, no. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, well, because geez. she doesn't even like the. She doesn't feel that Wrecking Crew. That she thinks the Wrecking Crew moniker is just a construct. That these, you know, they're studio huh. musicians. Yeah. After the fact, someone says, oh, they're the Wrecking Crew. But she said, we never called ourselves that. We weren't that cohesive a group. We all knew each other. We played together. I played a bunch of sessions with other people. We were all good, you know. <laughs> Jeez. You know, so she's she right. was really like, "Oh, I don't get it, you know. Oh, and she was feisty. But, you know, yeah. she would have had to have been. Right. To hold her own. Oh, sure. In those years. Sure. You know. Sure. Like. Against Phil Spector. God. many. Yeah. <laughs> Just to mention one. Yes, yeah. One. One glaring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's she's pretty pretty amazing. Did you see the, did you see the, the, the doc on Phil Spector? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I know. God. I know. Oh. I, <laughs> Oh, how can people go so wrong? I was at a party. Um, it was Doc Pomus's birthday party. Oh, I met him. Ago. I he met him once. Wonderful yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Wonderful guy. Yeah. And um, Otis I, Blackwell introduced me to him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Yeah. I, I, a bunch of people I knew knew him, and uh-huh. um, we got to go to his house one his apartment uh-huh. and you know because he had polio he was kind of sure. limited yeah. in how he moved around so he had like a command center in his house that was his bed <laughs> uh-huh. with all the like stereo equipment and oh, easily man. accessible records and books Jeez. and things on either side of the bed and he had a claw wow. thing that he could reach uh-huh. for things uh-huh. and he would have you sit like he had a whole gal- gallery of chairs around <laughs> him and you could just sit and visit while he like operated everything from bed that's you know? amazing it was very cool but then yeah. um we got invited to his birthday party yeah and it was at katz's deli 
No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Um, send a salami to your boy in the army, and uh, <laughs> and someone had made um, a giant. You know, his brother was Raoul Felder, the divorce lawyer, the famous divorce lawyer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's, so Raoul had had a cake made the size of this table that was in the shape <laughs> of the the apartment building they lived in in the, the Lower East Side, and you could see little. Doc and little Raul in the windows of the apartment building, all frosting and everything. But one of the guests at the party, there was there was music and people were performing mm-hmm. Doc's songs. Um, but one of the guests was Spectre, and oh. and and he was just roaming around the party, and I just couldn't take my eyes off him. And he was just oh. so weird, you know. And yeah, yeah. And he had that, you know, that hair. In those <laughs> days, he had that sort of. It was like a kind of mohawky. Deal. It was a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's intense. <laughs> yeah, Otis was uh, Otis Blocko was re- was in a recording studio, and uh, was doing some work with Doc. Oh, cool! It was amazing. Cool. What a nice man. That's a good documentary, the one about Doc. Yeah, it is. That's a really nice one. I, I have a I have an audio doc on Otis. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if the stories are true. Well, you know, as Johnny Cash's se- son said about him, mm-hmm. you know, he never let the truth get in the way of a good story, <laughs> you know, that line. And so, yeah. Uh, fr- an old, old poet friend of mine used to, he used to say, I, I tell stories and some of them are true. <laughs> That's good. You know. Stories, but, um, yeah, inherently have a little You know, you know like, like Ot- Otis said, I never, he, he said he never met Elvis. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the whole story about the demos that Otis right. Otis Blackwell made right. and sent them to Elvis and mm-hmm. or sent them to Colonel, Colonel Tom. Yeah. Right. But there's stories like, you know, it was Christmas time, and o- Otis didn't have money to buy buy presents for anybody, and he, it was snowing, and he w- went down to the, it was a few couple of days before Christmas that he went down to the Brill Building, mm-hmm. and went up and sold "Don't Be Cruel," <sighs> and it was a Merry Christmas. I don't care if that's not true. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> you gotta love the story, even if not, it's not true. <laughs> and and at the end, he had finally decided to meet Elvis after all these years mm. of writing for Elvis and all that. And um, um, he was he was gonna he was gonna meet Elvis in in Vegas, mm-hmm. and that's when Elvis died. Oh. I don't believe that either. That's a great story. But too. it's a great story. <laughs> So I left it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's that point where it's like, how do you fact check the stuff anyway? I know. I mean, uh, you know. But there was stuff I didn't I didn't put in. Yeah. Like, his management was all mobbed up. <laughs> mm. Yeah. They were, they were connected to Carlos Marcello in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and but they were based in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, and Otis lived in New York. And, yeah. You know, but Otis still had 50%. Yeah. You know, hmm. that's kind of amazing, actually. The, actually, <laughs> the, 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 the one of the most interesting things about uh, that, that I learned about Otis Blackwell, mm-hmm. All Shook Up, Don't Be Cruel, Great Balls of Fire, yep. you know, Return to Sender, all those mm-hmm. great songs. But his two, two main influences were there was a, a, a black R&B singer named Larry Darnell, which nobody n- nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. He made some records. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That was one. Yeah. But the other was Tex Ritter. Oh, jeez, Yeah. Tex wow. Ritter, and he said, "I love that." He said that uh, when he was a kid, the the manager of the the, the movie house in his neighborhood in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. used to let uh, he would he would get to, he would sweep out the the theater, and the the, the owner would let him st- let him see Stay the movies for nothing, oh. and he would st- and when when it was a Tex Ritter singing cowboy movie, he would stay there all day, just to listen just to to Tex listen Ritter. To Isn't that great? That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that collision of. I know. That's where stuff. that's where dead voices gather. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know? that, I mean, yeah. 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 I I remember interviewing Big Al Downing for um. Oh. Wanda Jackson. Big Al Downing. The, oh my God. The rockabilly film. Yeah. And um, a lovely man, really great guy. I spent a few days with him, and mm. you know, he he was talking. I was interviewing him about how when he 
was in the party timers and used to tour with Wanda, mm-hmm. um, he was the only person that couldn't move about the club. He right. had to stay on stage because wow. he was black yeah. and couldn't avail himself of the facilities and do, you know it was rotten mm, it was geez. just n- yeah. horrible and Wanda find got to a point early on where she said no this is he's in my band you mm. can't treat him like that mm-hmm. and Al was very appreciative of that yeah um but Al also talked about like his own musical influences like you mm-hmm. know he's playing in, uh, with a rockabilly singer essentially mm-hmm. and um he said his his um father used to only listened to WSM. He only listened to the Grand Old Opry. And there, nobody uh-huh. could touch the dial in the house. Wow. So it was just country <laughs> music when growing up for him yeah. um, in yeah. Arkansas. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I think people readily go to when they think of certain artists. And it's mm-hmm. like, that that was totally Al's background, was, was country S- music. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. coming up, I believe it's this week, on my radio show, mm-hmm. the soul music show, mm-hmm. I played Homer and Jethro. <laughs> okay, how does how did that how does that go? <laughs> well, they when I was a kid, I loved Homer and Jethro. Uh, yeah, I did too. Who didn't? Right, because they, they were hilarious, right. and they were on TV a lot. Yeah, when we yeah, were kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't realize what a great mandolin player that guy oh, was. Yeah. Either. he was yeah. amazing. Anyway, yeah. Um, but but I had uh, a, a, a forty five of theirs called Unhappy Day, <laughs> which I did at the time didn't know was a sort of Al Yankovic cover, uh, Yankovic cover of Happy Day, which was a minor hit of right. the day. I, mean, I love that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was, you know, when I was Edward Hawkins singers, right? No, it was some obscure nobody. Oh. Okay. Who who had thinking, had originally? Wrong happy day. Oh no, not that. Oh happy, it's not. No, happy oh day. no, no, no. Different no. happy Dif- day. Different happy day. Oh okay, because I was thinking soul show. So it I was, was it was a country get... song by a black guy. Oh okay. Who couldn't sing? He was okay. terrible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it was a hit, a minor a minor <laughs> hit, and inspired Homer and Jethro to do a parody of it. <laughs> so I played them back to back. Oh funny. Yeah. So, you know. Who wore it best? <laughs> Homer and Jethro. No, <laughs> no. When I was a baby, they kept pinning things on me. Dighty, 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 dighty. Unhappy, unlucky me. Oh, wow. Little old me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write them like that anymore. <laughs> That's great. They were funny. Those guys were yeah, really funny. they really were. And I tell you the truth that, you know, it's 80, 80 million millennials later, uh, millenniums later, mm-hmm. uh, they're still funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, some of that stuff was, I mean, those kinds of acts were tested on stages all over the place, yes. right? Yes. You know, they're not, they're, like I think back on the Carters, and, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the idea that these aren't just people who record once in a while or play off, you know, 50 gigs. Mm-hmm. They play gigs every night. Yes. Get in a car, drive to the next place, play another gig, yeah. and then have to be back for the radio show on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But they're driving all over creation, right. and they got to deliver every single night. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the Carter, Maybell <laughs> Carter, was bombing around in her car all over the South with her daughters. You know, yeah. and just like it, you know, it, you, of course you you're good to begin with. You've already gotten to a certain place, but then it's just like you're on it all the time yeah i mean i guess it goes yeah. back to the top of the game discussion sure. but if you keep doing it yes you know, yeah uh, you have to go somewhere don't you i have to go to a culture arts and heritage commission meeting whoa um i am a commissioner really a commish what do you commission? i <laughs> culture arts and heritage for this <laughs> city of vancouver it's um it's vancouver washington i'm gonna do my little plug for vancouver washington uh-huh. if you haven't visited lately it's amazing, <laughs> and um, we have a whole new waterfront. We're doing all. I mean, it's it's actually very cool. Like uh-huh. um, at a time when other cities are having their issues, yeah, um, it's really it's really great um, what's happening in Vancouver. So we we um, haven't had a real uh, official governmental branch that addressed. Mm. The arts mm-hmm. and, and the history of the area, which is significant, um, you know, it's the 
Because the first settlement in the Northwest is Fort Vancouver. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like yeah. a big, you know. The, yeah. Um, and the, the the connection with the tribal history is mm-hmm. really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then we have lots of artists kind of under the radar. People, who, frankly, got priced out of Portland and are now over in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our own homegrown Vancouver artists. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure out ways to provide performance space, you know, workspace mm-hmm. opportunities. So we're talking about, you know, repurposing buildings and, you know, doing that kind of thing. And, and for me, it's really exciting to be mm-hmm. able to do something useful that isn't me trying to, like, raise money from my own films. Yes. It's me being yes. able to say, oh, we can do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, here's what it, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I got an idea. That's here's great. what it should look like. Wow. So it's very fun. Nice. And, um, nice. you know, I'm meeting lots of really interesting people on the commission mm-hmm. you know we have people like we have an archaeologist on the commission <laughs> and we have a costume designer on the commission and ah. you know there's just a lot of mm-hmm. um a, lo- a lot of great input and a lot of a lot of ideas and and we've been giving grants and you know it's been, it's been a really cool uh i've been on it for f- three years this is my fourth wow. year now nice so yeah. yeah good for you yeah but we have our mm-hmm. meeting and it's and it's a because of during COVID we were able to do stuff online, but now that yeah. we're back, we need to have quorum, you know, a quorum. Right. And right. I said, right. oh yeah, I can be there at noon. Uh-oh. And so that's. Well, that's okay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming by. Thanks for your time. It was great to see you again. It was great to see you too. Thanks yeah, for having me over. Sure, this was great. Sure. Nice to be here in Artichoke too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we like to close these things, I always uh, we always like to close them by saying, "That's entertainment." <laughs>